stay up to date on the green and gold all off season. The green and gold fix podcast is brought to you by Potawatomi casino hotel, luxury stay, elite play unwind in sophisticated comfort, win big dine and experience the events in Milwaukee. Yes, everybody in life should have a T-shirt. And got, you can put on your T-shirt no what you want. Yeah, but That's Pebble. Trouble. I got no Pebble, goals on I'm the front. I'll buy you a T-shirt. for what it is. I, no, I got no goals. I live each day for what it is. That is sweet. No, that is not. good. Yes, it is. Some loser T-shirts. No. Guarantee. Guarantee, no. Guarantee, I live each day for pole. what it is. It's not going to be a hot you summer. Put it on the pool. You wake up this, each this, day this, and go, oh, this is baby, a let's have a good mentality. day. I have no goals. <laughs> I disagree. Okay, Judge. hold on. Let me, let me, let me I'm going to uh, revise my uh, opinion of his T-shirt. <laughs> yeah. First of all, it's still stupid, but it's good if you're <laughs> like 75 years old. Why is it good you're 75? Because you should have done everything you're going to yes. need to do by that time. Right. Because you ain't doing nothing at 75 new. Probably not. Yes. Right. So you've done everything. You don't have any goals. You're just living your days out. Yeah. That makes it. You're not 75, dude. I know I'm not 75, but. So get, a, get some goals. All right. I'll come up with some goals and get them ready tomorrow. Thank you. I want a list. <laughs> There's no way. <laughs> And we're going to start working toward those goals. <laughs> we are. Okay, good. Joining us now is Mark Chimura, 26-time Pro Bowler, and going to clarify whether or not I knew what I was talking about covering the Packers and First Mark she's going to give us his, our opinion on Pebbles' T-shirt, Mark. We got a, we got, Homer's got a thing now. Everybody needs their own yes, T-shirt with their own saying that. on it. And what would Chewy have on his T-shirt? Yeah, what, we got, we're going to tell First, we're going to tell him what we got. I my lawn. Chewy, I'm Chewy, a happy man. Here's my, Chewy, my T-shirt has this on the front. I don't have to do nothing but stay black and die. That's it. All right. Good for you. <laughs> and Pebble's going to put on I, his, I have no goals on the front and on the back. I live each day for what it is. Terrible yeah, I t-shirt. love that. I love and that And by phrase. the way, he's only he's in his like early 40s or something. Are you even that old? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's early 40s, Chewy. I live That's each a day for what t-shirt. it is. All right, Chewy, what's your t-shirt? Wait, wait, Homer. Oh, wait. Homer's is... Oh, baby. Oh, baby. <laughs> How's that? That's Homie's tag word. That I, is his tag. I like a little bit more. I, I would Mine? Would, yeah, what you're going to have, Mark? Mine was mine was maybe the smartest thing I've ever said on my show. Now, I'm a fix-it guy. I think I can fix anything. Mm-hmm. If I can fix it, Homer, instead of pay for it, I'm going to do that. Yeah. Okay. But one of the smartest things I said on the show after trying to fix something that was very stupid, Stupid. I said, plumbing, you're going to get wet. Electricity, you're going to die. I was fixing a light switch. I was fixing a light switch, Tony. And when you fix a light switch, one of the first things you should do is shut the power off. Yes, to everything. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. To everything. Well, I didn't do that. I didn't do that. So... I'm never fixing electricity did you get zapped? again in my life. How bad did you get zapped? Ooh. What was it like? Uh, you just can't touch the hot feed there, Chewy. No, but what did you feel? It what? didn't. It didn't hurt. I don't know. It felt kind of weird. A little, little buzzy. 
Yeah, a little buzzy. Uh, you know, hair putting everywhere. Your, put, just putting up. your tongue on that nine volt battery <laughs> times ten. A uh, little, little more than that. <laughs> yeah, so it'd I be said, like times on a 10. car battery, Tony. <laughs> put your tongue on a car battery. <laughs> All right, let's get Wasn't to the pleasant. let's get to the Packers and Mike Holmgren. Jason Wilde has talked about Nathaniel Hackett how important he might be, and that the offense is a Bermuda Triangle. And I said, no, I remember Mike Holmgren. He ran everything. There was no Bermuda Triangle. They did the offense that he ran. He dermed all the plays, stuff like that. And I said, but I'll ask Chewy because I mean, certainly they thought Andy Reid was a good coach. They had other good coaches who developed the skills of their particular players in that unit. But as far as the offense. You didn't need three guys. You had one who decided everything, and his name was Mike Holmgren. Uh, am I right, or to what degree, Chewy? Uh, you are right. You're right early on, and Holmgren was a micromanager, so he had to control everything. Um, so we're talking more installation, right, which is yes. more of an offensive coordinator's job, but Mike would do it as the head coach. But as we got more success, Mike would get pulled away. So sometimes Sherm would have to do it. The problem with anyone Wait else Wait a minute. Doing what do you mean Holmgren, by pulled away? I don't understand what that means. What? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. He had media availability. I'm, I'm talking like right. when we were pre-Super Bowl. There's a lot of things the head coach gets pulled away from. So Sherm would do it. Sherm Lewis. And Mike, the, the thing with Mike, I'll, I'll take a base play. 322 Y-Stick would be in every single um, game plan. Every single game plan. But Mike would install it as if we're the first time learning it. So installation with Mike would take an hour and a half. And it was so painful because we knew everything. But the problem was, Sherm, when he did it or or someone else, they wouldn't expand because they were so afraid of making a mistake because they were so afraid to home, of Holmgren, whereas if Sherm told me to run a route a certain way and Holmgren didn't like it, and I'd say, well, Sherm told me to run it like that, Sherm would get his ass chewed. So they were very guarded, but the good thing about it is installation went with Mike from an hour and a half to about 45 minutes, which we loved. Andy Reid, for example, considered a very good coach, but I think I always thought that was the result of of getting the tight ends to develop skills and be good at what they had to do. But I can't envision Andy Reid going up, and going, uh, Mike, I think we need to run this play, or what about what about? I just don't see that as part of it. So, what's the truth there with the input the coaches felt that they could give to Holmgren? Well, I can tell you this, Homer, there were games where we found out after the fact that you could just tell Mike was stale. He didn't have it. He didn't have the play calling that day. We were sputtery. We weren't getting it done. And Mike was smart enough to know when he didn't have it, he would hand it over to Sherm. And as we found that out, as we found that out, we could tell when Sherm was calling the plays. Because Sherm wasn't as guarded as Mike. Sherm would just let his hair down and call plays that Mike wouldn't. And, I mean, it worked. It was a fresh start. But Mike was smart enough to know, look, I don't have it today for whatever reason. He was smart enough to hand it off to someone, and and we could tell on the field. We couldn't tell the first time, but once once we knew that there were times Holmgren's hand, Holmgren handed it off, you could definitely tell in the flow of the game. So Jason's theory is that they're going to miss Nathaniel Hackett, and my answer to you would be, or question to you would be, was there ever a time under Holmgren where somebody left 
and you thought, we'll miss this person, and here's why. Yeah. Mooch, Andy Reid, uh, Marty Morton. Right, hold on, hold on, Mooch. All right, hold on, Mooch. No, no, no. Mooch, why? I just want a why for each coach. Mooch, why? Because we didn't know if Brett would go in the tank. We didn't know if Brett was going to be. A, we we thought a lot of it was. No, this is the truth. And I, I then when Andy left, yes. And then when Andy left, right. We're like, oh boy, what's going to happen to Brett? They bring in Marty Morningweg. Oh, nothing happens. Oh, Marty leaves. Well, what's going to happen to Brett? That was the only concern. We weren't we weren't concerned about other positions because we still had really good coaches, but. No, not from that standpoint. It was like, how is losing this real good coach going to affect um, Brett? All right, all right now we get a good one. So Mooch leaves and Reed comes in, and if they were smart, they would have bring Chewy and say, Chewy, what's the first thing you want to tell Andy Reed to get the best out of Brett Favre? Not that they did this, but if they had, what would you have told Andy Reed? Uh, what would I told? Let, be- let Brett be Brett. Because it works. What does that I mean? Would say, well, okay. He's going to throw some wild <laughs> Let passes. Let him roll out and well, swing no. it around. Oh, hold on, Chewy. I'm going to now. Since you won't go there, I'm going to go there. When we went to Southern Miss and when Marquette played him, the guy who was the sports information director, Regal Napier the third, and I asked him, and he understood what you said because he said they don't understand with Favre. He has an incredible arm and thinks he can throw it through the smallest hole ever, but. He thinks he knows where everybody's supposed to be. Everybody on his team, all the defensive plays. Said the smartest quarterback we ever had. So he makes those passes and takes those risks, not only because of his arm, but he's that confident in his knowledge of where everybody on the field is supposed to be offense and defense. Do you agree with that, or is that just crap, Chewy? Uh, Well, he certainly developed it because when he first came into the league, he claims he didn't know what nickel or dime was, was, which is probably true. But, like, with me and Brett, for instance, all he would have to say is chew, 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 and I knew exactly what he was talking about. You know, because if you do it long enough. What was he talking about? I'll give you, like, the safety's cheating up, the linebacker's moving over, you know, so you can tell they're trying to disguise something, but he was so smart and we were on the same page. I'm like, Okay, I know exactly what they're doing. The safety's got me, man. The Mike linebacker's cheating over because he's got the the back out of the backfield. So Brett might be saying, "Okay, uh, you're going up against uh, I don't know a great safety like Steve Atwater." Okay, <laughs> chew. You're not getting the ball, but the chew, chew, chew means pick the Mike linebacker for the running back that's going to swing out of the backfield. You know, and that's you just get that from playing together and running together for all those years. Just because he was saying my name didn't mean the ball was going to me. Right. He's like, I need your help. Pick the Mike linebacker to free. You know, so that, if you're a, if you're around, and Tony, you know, playing hoops. You know, you play with a guy long enough. You 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 right, all yeah, he's yeah. gonna do just, is give just, you a look, and you're like, just yeah, give I you got a look. Uh, go for the backdoor lob. Yeah, yeah, yeah I get it. Uh, yeah, but I, I had a, we had a question. We were talking about the the importance of the position coaches and like what what they're actually doing. If you know if the head coach is like calling the plays, like what's what's the purpose of the position coaches? What are they doing for you guys? Well, for me, the farther I got on, like when Mike Sherman came in, God bless Mike Sherman was great, and Mike Sherman was smart enough uh, to know that I knew more about the tight end position than he did because he came right from college and he was an offensive line coach. And I remember the first meeting we ever had, he handed me the clicker. He goes, I need you to teach me how to play tight end. 
And I'm like, yeah, that that that's fine. You know, no problem. And Mike Sherman was great. The next guy that came in, first meeting, you're going to take notes whether you like it or not. And I'm like, ah, ninth year in the league, I don't think I'm going to take notes. You know, and we battled there. But I'm like, you can't do that. I mean, it's so important who is there for Aaron right now in order for him to keep this thing going and be be successful. That's why they pulled Tom Clemens out of retirement. They don't want to roll the dice with the possibility of hiring someone that Aaron's not going to get along with. Then it's a train wreck. But later on in my career, all Mike Sherman did for me was feed me information. Just overload me with information, and my brain will kick out what I don't need. And he was great. He was fantastic. Um, well, the the wide receiver coach is under a lot of pressure. What's going on in that room, and who's doing what over there? It looks like a mess. Well, um, if he's smart, he's leaning heavily on Randall Cobb. That's what really? I would say. Really? I would say, Randall, what is, what, what is Aaron like in this instance? Where's the ball? Oh, what is that he sense. expecting okay. you? Is it three steps? Is it five steps? The back shoulder? Is it more of a feel? You know, that's the one thing I had to learn, you know, through all my years is the clock in your head. Because the more panicked and the more adrenaline that's flying, you have to control that clock where it's one second, two seconds. It's not one, two, three, four, five, you know? It's controlling that clock knowing that, there comes a time that quarterback has to get the ball out. Yep. You know, and I, and at Homer, I battled with you a lot over Super Bowl 32. The last play of the game. I remember it. was just bad because there was no blitz check. He kept scat on. I knew because they were bringing two. Brett wouldn't have time. I was supposed to get up to 12 yards. I get up to 12 yards. Brett's on his back. It's just. It was a bad situation. No, it was but, a I mean, bad, no, Holmgren, it was a bad play. He made a bad play. They didn't. You didn't have. Yeah. A, you didn't have a chance or time to allow another bad play. And he, in that last play, he made a bad play. Right? I, I will know that play until the day I die. Yep. Red right to Jet Winston. We didn't run it one time all year long. Chewy, last question because this started. Do you believe the Packers? And you will notice a difference in the offense, and there will be some loss. Of note, because Nathaniel Hackett is gone. I say no, but I'm willing to listen to yours. Uh, no, because he doesn't call the plays, and LaFleur wants the receivers, tight ends, running backs to run the play. He wants it done, not Nathaniel Hackett, so no. Thanks, Chewy. We look forward to All your right, T-shirt. We can't, the plumbing electric thing is funny, but it's too long. It's not you either. we got to figure it out. <laughs> Uh, I didn't, you know what Chewy should be? I didn't need Brett Favre. Brett Favre needed me. No, it should be, I'm not taking notes. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> nope. Good. Not happening. Next.